0: You're listening to The Local Maximum, episode 284. Time
1: to expand your perspective. Welcome to The Local Maximum. Now, here's your host, Max Sklar. Welcome,
0: everyone. Welcome. You have reached another Local Maximum. Uh, Today, I, well, I drove quite a bit yesterday. I drove like, uh, you know, many, many hours uh, to come back from Porkfest, which is in the northern New Hampshire area of the White Mountains, Lancaster, New Hampshire. Very, very nice time, Uh, you know, just an amazing part of the country. And so um, that definitely included a bunch of talks and lectures, and I have a few guest follow-ups as there were last year, so uh, that'll be fun. Quick correction from last time. Got to correct Aaron a little bit. Sorry, Aaron, for singling you out. It was actually the election of 1800 that spurred uh, that that spurred the framers of the U.S. Constitution to um, to do the uh, to to do the 12th Amendment, which changed how the president and vice president were elected. Uh, not 1804. Uh, so we can correct that in the show notes page. Uh, but for now, uh, you know, it, it, if you can't tell by the title. This is part two of my proposal to change the Constitution, which is still in flux. Uh, if you haven't, um, if you haven't already, please listen to part one, where I kind of go into some background on to into like, you know, my thinking on, you know, American politics and the American political system and how the Constitution has evolved and, and, and what spurred this project. Uh, so go to part one for that. Uh, part two, which we're about to start, is going to be, and this is a three-part series, this is going to be some of my changes to the U.S. Senate. So uh, let's let's have a listen to that.
1: Okay. So enough of laying the groundwork. All right. What's the silver bullet?
0: All right. So first of all, uh, we're going to kind of break up the Senate into two different organizations. And the idea is that an organization gets stronger when its purpose is more clear. Uh, so... The first part is that the Senate itself is now going to be completely the voice of the states. That's it. Okay? So it's chosen by the states, not necessarily by the state legislature, however the state wants to do it. They can pick how long the term is. They can – uh, your reflections always bothering me because I feel like someone's coming <laughs> to get me <laughs> that they, they can, re- they can recall their Senator or place their Senator whenever they want. I'm also only having one Senator per state. Um, I still have a, uh, an alternate Senator in there because you know, this guy, the guy or gal has to travel sometimes. Maybe play I, some I have a question about that, but yeah. let,
1: I'll let you finish your, okay. your explanation here.
0: All right. So, so this, so the, um, the state, so, so, Uh, It's now completely under control. And, of course, the state pays them, okay? Federal government is not allowed to pay them anything. So it changed that because the reasoning for Madison, uh, Madison's reasoning there no longer applies. Uh, So it's completely under control of the the state. And so the senator is the state's, bitch if i could put it in, in in those terms okay
1: but i think they'll choose he, he serves at the pleasure of the state right what, whatever form that takes right right and, and i think i think he, they'll, he or she
0: they'll, they'll tend to choose more talented people because it's like i better get something good out of this um that you know uh so um even if even if the state state themselves has non-talented people running it they, they'll want someone talented <laughs> in the senate um so, uh, yeah, so
1: the the uh the analogy you've you've made before to me is is that uh no no matter how how misguided you may be yourself you want to hire the best lawyer you possibly can right Uh, and likewise if they're not doing their job right you want to be able to fire them and hire somebody else
0: yeah this is my jerk in washington who's gonna be well (laughs) i mean there's a lot of different personality types that can be successful in a a legislature i think but like you know they get to pick what type of person they want um they want they want up there um so, and I don't know. While we're at it, get rid of the age requirement. Like, who cares at this point? Yeah, you know, just it's whatever the state want. I mean, maybe we don't want them sending like a horse, like a Roman uh, Senate style. But you know, uh, um, I mean, maybe keep the age requirement just because. What? Why muck with it at this point? Thirty. It's thirty, not thirty-five. So that's that's pretty reasonable, I think. Um, um, so uh, 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 so so there's that. Okay. So now we still need. Um, uh, a,
1: a body to handle the the uh, stability, the continuity. longevity, continuity. Yeah. yes. and
0: we need some changes th- for the progressives to, to to sign on to this. So, which one do we want to go on for first? Uh,
1: let's 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 go with the uh, the new body.
0: Okay, so that's going to be an executive council. Um, it's going to be a much smaller group of people.
1: Now, would you consider this a a fourth branch of government, or no, not quite?
0: I consider this as sort of. Uh, part of the executive branch now. Uh, but remember, in the Constitution, the Senate takes on a lot of powers that are kind of executive powers. Uh, for example, uh, they have a lot of say over personnel in the government. And so some of those powers will be transferred over to this executive council. Um,
1: now, and- has has that, uh, you know, the confirmation of cabinet, mem- uh, you know, members of cabinet and... Uh- directors of various executive agencies. Has that always been a Senate thing, or was was that... It's in the Constitution. It, okay, so it's in yeah. the original.
0: Uh, well, certainly, like, certain things are in the Constitution. So judges are one of them. And honestly, I, I wrote something in because I think maybe Supreme Court judges still needs to be Senate. It still needs to be that representative body that needs to be discussing that. I don't know. Uh, but uh, it, it's also in the Constitution, like ambassadors uh, approving treaties. These are all things... That belong to a a group of people who are thinking about the long-term continuity, um, you know, and not just, you know, representing their narrow constituency. And so, the idea is: so first of all, there's going to be it's going to be a group of seven people, which is kind of the ideal size of like a board of directors or something like that, an ideal team size. If you ever work on a on a team project at work seven people is a good amount if it's if you there's, ever there's at, certainly
1: a point of diminishing returns yeah as if you break. work
0: on a, if you've ever been on a team at work with like 15 people and you all have to update each other every day it's like oh give me a break <laughs> you know <laughs> so and, and, and your know, research has shown I think in the private sector that seven is a good number for this type of working group um, so it includes the president himself or herself uh, it includes and then the, the the other six are elected in a national election once per year to serve six-year terms. So, like the Senate, it's going to uh, it's going to change slowly. It's going to revolve. In fact, it's going to change much more well, equally as gradually as the Senate, because I guess one third. It's, it's more granular. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, so,
1: so there'll be one seat changing, uh, one seat being elected, re-elected, determined every year, rather than uh, you know two-thirds every two years. Right. Right. Excuse me. One third every two yeah. years.
0: Yes. And all of these people will represent will be will be uh, elected uh, through a national election, which um, which is interesting because uh, uh, it, 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 it would um, um, uh, uh, um, it would mean that they all have the same constituency.
1: So, right, so so that's that's one of the big distinguishing factors is is that the the senator from Connecticut represents the interest of Connecticut, whereas uh, a member of this executive council, regardless of what you know, maybe they're from Maryland, but uh, their constituency is the entire uh, United States, right. all of the citizens, and so uh, they they have a duty not to represent the interests of of themselves or where they're from, but everybody as a whole, and and so that that makes for uh, better, long-term, big-picture thinking.
0: Exactly, exactly. And also, like, uh, you know, I, I fully expect these people... And by the way, these people are not going to... If you're hoping these people are going to be, like, you know, ideologues, they are definitely not. They're probably going to be... For, for better
1: uh, or for worse.
0: Yeah, for better or for worse. Um, uh, but, uh, um, th- and they're also not... It's not like they're not going to disagree with each other. It's like the Supreme Court. They're going to have different approaches, they're going to have different thoughts on how to do things, but... It's very different to be like, OK, here's a policy. It hurts Massachusetts or it hurts Connecticut or whatever. So the Connecticut senator is probably going to be against it and has to fight against uh, the person from the state who it helps. It's not going to be like that. Um,
1: so, yeah. So, so much, much like because you're, you're partially modeling this on a uh, – a, uh, corporate board, board of, board directors. of directors of a, of yeah. a, of a corporation. Something that works in the uh, private sector. They they have a fiduciary responsibility, a, mm-hmm. a, a, so the common a responsibility to, to the shareholders at large, not to, um, you know, they're not representing uh, BlackRock investors who hold a 20% stake in the company. They are representing the shareholders at large.
0: Exactly. And the common shareholders, they might be chosen by like preferred shareholders and there might be some decisions that, um, you know, that, that, are better for preferred shareholders, but they're not supposed to do that.
1: Yeah, well, there there is a uh, theory and and reality uh, diversion there, which which I don't right. think we can get away from. But but we're we're trying to to minimize that kind of drift.
0: Yeah. So the national election that um, these uh, candidates have to come from, it has to be an election that uh, where each state has an equal vote. And first of all, there's something in the Constitution that says you can't change the Constitution to, um, you know, every state uh, has an equal voice in the Senate. And there's actually something in the Amendment uh, Clause that says you can't amend the Constitution to change that. So that was in there for the Connecticut Constitution. Now, I'm sure if, like, it's unanimous, we could change that. But uh, you
1: you, you can't put something in the you can't have an amendment process and put something in that says you can change anything except for this part that says you can't change this part. Well,
0: we did exactly that. (laughs) Uh, We did exactly that. And so I take that to mean if you're going to transfer some of the powers of the Senate to another body, then that also means that that body has to be the same that same way. And also there's some good reasons to do it this way as well, uh, as we'll see in a second. Um, So. Um, so, uh, so, so I came up with an interesting electoral system, uh, uh, for that. Uh, interesting
1: sounds complicated.
0: It could be a little bit complicated. Yes. Um, so, uh, uh essentially, have you ever heard of the, uh, of Condorcet's method? Condorcet's
1: I, I have. Method. And, and, and I could have sworn we talked about it on the show in a previous yes. episode, but I couldn't tell you which one.
0: Okay. So, um.
1: Check the show notes it's, later.
0: And, and I, 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 I wish I knew his full name. He was a French person around the time of the French Revolution. Let's,
1: let's call him Pierre.
0: Yeah. I, I, I believe it is Pierre, actually. <laughs> uh, let me look him up. Uh, no. His name is even more French-sounding than that. It's Jean-Antoine Nicolas de Carita de Condorcet. Bonjour. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, so he was, he was a mathematician who was elected – um, during the French Revolution, he was a very – he was kind of uh, one of those – That like, doesn't
1: happen very often anymore.
0: No. He was one of those sort of like moderate liberal types who the constitution – who the, the revolution eventually turned against, you know. But he was very interested in electoral systems. And he said, look, if uh, if a candidate is preferred by an absolute majority to every other candidate, then that candidate should be the winner.
1: That seems simple enough.
0: Yes. The problem is that's not always the case. Well, sometimes there's a tie, of course.
1: Yeah, um, unless you're artificially imposing basically like a two-party system, right? uh, it's very easy to to have a situation where you have multiple candidates and nobody has a clear majority. Right.
0: It could be that A, uh, a majority prefers A to B, a majority prefers B to C, and a majority prefers C to A. There's also the question of if you have lots of candidates, if you have 10 candidates, 20 candidates, um, you know average voters aren't going to be able to do their research and rank all of them.
1: Which, like, which is one of the complaints we've heard of, yeah. of rank choice voting when when some states and cities have tried to implement that recently. Right.
0: And so I realized when you have an electoral college, and in this case, it's a, it's a Senate-based electoral college, so every state gets a single elector. You could have those electors do the research or, you know, have some system where the state has an election and some kind of ordering is it, it comes up with and then the elector kind of um uh uh, uh uh respects that but also has the ability to kind of rank in the right way to uh you know to to, to to figure out uh what what's best for us and so now if you have an election of 50 people possibly 51 if you want to include like the the, the equivalent of the vice president in that yep then then you have um, then you have a system where you can have a, 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 a ranked Condorcet uh, election and then there's also the question of what you do if there's a tie uh, and then uh, so in this case I said well there's a bunch of different ways to do that mathematically at this point. It's not clear if there's a way that is optimal. So I'm saying, okay, we could write laws to fill that in, or it just, in the absence of laws, it just swings to the Senate in that point. But at least we'll know where the cycle is.
1: Now, when you say it goes to the Senate, would it, would it be just the—so so, so the, the Condorcet method results in a tie? right. Or, so, or a cycle. and and so those two or or the number that are in the cycle goes to a vote in the Senate. They, right. I, I assume they throw out everyone that doesn't make it to the the tie cycle yes. level. So I
0: won't write that into the Constitution, R- but in um in uh, in election theory in in, in social choice theory, uh, there's something called the Smith set. And this is true for every series of rankings that occur. Every time you have a, a, a ranked choice election, there is a Smith set, which is the smallest set of candidates that all of them will beat every other candidate. In, I see. Uh, okay. in So you might say A, B, and C are at the top. Maybe they're in a cycle. But all three of them would beat every other candidate in, in, in a majority. So so you take that Smith set, that smallest set, and then that's the one they have to choose from. Exactly.
1: That makes sense. Yeah,
0: so um, so yeah, so that's the system. I actually think that a, a tie or a cycle, it would happen, but not not that frequently. And when it does happen, you get a very clear view into what the divisions of the country are. Um, but also, um, what's what's why? So this system is preferable, way preferable to the. Um, Instant runoff voting system that's that's used currently in ranked choice because what's currently used is that the you know the bottom candidate gets struck out and then their uh, their votes get reallocated and re- re- bottom by who who made them first choice exactly um, what this one will do is it will make it a lot easier for a strong independent candidate. To win, like a strong, talented, independent candidate. Like so, imagine if there's a very, uh, a, 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 a very partisan Democrat running against a very partisan Republican running against a talented independent. Now, in our current electoral system, I mean, just throwing out numbers here: the Democrat gets 48 percent of the vote, the Republican gets 48 percent of the vote, and then four percent go to the independent. In this system, um, the independent could actually, under IRV, the one I said that we, we use that yep. shouldn't be used, the independent would be struck out and their votes would be allocated to one of the two and either the Democrat or Republican would win. Right. In this case, um, it could be that the independent actually beats both the Democrat and the Republican in a, um, in a head-to-head match because all of the Republicans... Rep- Prefer this independent to the Democrat, and all of the Democrats prefer this independent to the Republican, and so it incentivizes the um, the selection of this type of candidate, which I think would be right. a so, very so, good thing. So for it the could
1: country. be a, a, a case where uh, you know forty forty percent uh, choose the the Republican as their first choice, forty percent choose the Democrat as their first choice, twenty uh, percent. Am I doing my math right? Yeah, yeah. choose choose the independent as a first choice, but uh, there's there's another uh, you know of, of of those that selected the the Democrat or the Republican, their second choice is uh, uh, among a significant number is is the that third party candidate, the independent. Exactly, and so uh, be, it 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 allows yeah, so you, you you get what I'm pointing at that that when we when we get to that initial stalemate, rather than throwing out the third uh, that that we see this as a, a viable compromise there. And, and I, I don't know the terminology for, for what that, that effect is called other, other than, uh, you know, that, that we're, we're doing this Condorcet rather, rather than, than, than uh, was it IRV. Right. Um, or yeah, right. In, instant runoff voting. But, um, but yeah, but, yeah exactly. it, 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 it should be in theory, a system that, that leaves, uh, well, would it be leaving people more people satisfied or fewer people dissatisfied?
0: I, I think both. Um, yeah, I, I think both, but, um, I, I, I really think this would work a, a lot better. I'm not. So, so slight sidetrack, uh,
1: but, but why is that not being done in the places that are implementing, uh, voting, voting systems that allow multiple choices?
0: Okay. So, uh, first of all, it's a lot more difficult to calculate. Okay. Um, and it's unclear what to do in a tie. And also it's a lot of research you have to do because your third, fourth choice could be could be remember this also incentivizes those in, independent candidates to run and another thing that i put in there uh, that's also going to be controversial particularly among like libertarians is like these guys on the council pay them really well you know even if you have a billionaire running who doesn't care if you pay them really well it's going to encourage really talented people to to run for these offices and so and then the electors can kind of Figure out um, um, who
1: those people. Yeah, are. Yeah, I, I, I have very mixed feelings on the the competition, the compensation of politicians, because uh, yeah, there's there's the school of thought that um, that it shouldn't be a field that you go in to make money. Um, I'd then rather there's the counter thought that yeah. well, we need to make sure that we're paying them well enough so that they're not susceptible to bribery. And then there's the third hand that says, "Well, no matter how much we pay them, they're going to take bribes." Uh, so
0: yeah, but there's also can't the, be overcome. There's also the fact that if you pay them more, it will attract its higher talent right. pool. So even if you even if you don't care about the payments, uh, you're going to have to you're going to have to put on a better uh, uh, campaign. You're going to have to. But, make but you're a envisioning
1: case. that that this uh, executive council. Well, we can't say what it's going to be like compared to senators because senators are now no longer compensated. Uh, by the federal government. Right. Uh, but but that this executive council would be paid by the federal government uh, and and that it's going to be uh, now. Now, when you say very well compensated, um, what is it? The, the president of the United States makes something like 400 K a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, are we talking like on the order of that or are we talking uh, greater compensation? Th-
0: like than- I'm thinking like executive compensation. Okay, like, so we're, like, we're talking CEOs. Well,
1: and-, and that's that's tricky because how do how do stock options? Yeah, on, I, uh,
0: yeah I haven't filled in the gaps. Do, do, do you me.
1: get a uh, 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 so a, a GDP thinking, kicker? <laughs> at first,
0: I was thinking, do you pay them bonuses, and I'm like, I, I think we need to let Congress. Yeah, well, so fill so, that so, in. so you don't can't fill that in. in a you constitution. don't
1: say what the compensation here is, much like uh, the Constitution does not say what the salary for senators is currently. That, right. That 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 that's handled by law, but not in the right. Constitution itself.
0: And I think. I think if we put in the constitution, they should be well, very well compensated. Uh, that would probably get followed, is my guess. Um, and and possibly, I also wanted to put something in there about you know they should get bonus based on benchmarks. But I feel like would that work? Maybe that would work. Maybe that would not work. There's a little trial there. Yeah, so so
1: and, and not explicitly putting in there doesn't prevent that. Sure. Uh, so so well compensated is open ended enough that it could include that.
0: I'm okay with that being, you know, the 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 legal the basically like Congress votes on that and the president approves it. That's a, that's a law. Okay. Um, because, and that, that, that should be able to be changed. Um, so, and I'm also okay if they want to change the schedule, like what day of the year does the new term start? <laughs> I don't, I don't care. Let, <laughs> do something most convenient or we could make it April 15th or something. Uh, just, you know, but <laughs> that, that, that's just an idea. Uh, so you've got these people and, um, it's, it's, been kind of unclear what powers to give them, but I feel well, like...
1: so, so. Before we get to that, you, yeah. we we talked about how they are they're they're voted on by electors, but you had a right. little bit about how the electors, what why electors, and not not just their that right. So that there are fifty votes, uh, but you know one from each state, but, but right. why electors? Right.
0: So so it, they're supposed to be elected the same way as the Senate, and the the first thing is well, why not just have the states come up with the list themselves, however they want to do it. They come up with a list and they send the list to the uh, to the federal government to the Senate to to be read in front of everybody, like the like the like the presidential electors are. Um, and so I thought about that, uh, but then and so the Electoral College, you know, was founded as, oh, these are wise men who are going to figure everything out. I don't really care about that. That's not really what I'm looking for. I think the benefit of actually having an elector, the list go through an elector, is. It, the elector might be a rubber stamp like the Electoral College is today, but these electors will be used to fill vacancies in the term. And I think that's an important innovation because um, it would mean that if a, uh, if a counselor is, has to resign or is impeached or is assassinated, then the same people who chose that person is going to choose the replacement. So you can't do a political impeachment uh, or you know, you, you can't do a um, political assassination. It's not going to. It disincentivizes all of that.
1: Yeah, I mean, you you, you could, and it's possible right. that the elector will change their mind based on the performance of of uh, the the, per- the person in question. But uh, yeah. yeah, it's 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 less likely to be susceptible to that. Um, exactly. So then, now, that's
0: the idea. Again, this is kind of a work in progress, so I'm with, open to hearing. I certainly changed my mind on some of these things after talking to you, and now that I put it out, I'm sure I'm going to get a lot of feedback, and I might change my mind on this either, but I think it sounds like a good idea for,
1: at this point. Now, with, with uh, electors in the, the current electoral college, um, like you said, it's it's mostly a rubber stamp, um, but, right. but there is, you know, there, there have been uh, what's what's perhaps a uh, uh, derogatorily re- 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 or pejoratively referred to as, as faithless electors, people who have uh, taken action uh, when when uh, it comes down to the wire other than what they've been directed to by their state. right. Uh, similarly uh, we, with when, when it comes time to replace a senator or a, uh, a representative, um, I believe it varies state by state how that process is handled. Some uh, require an, a, a, a special election uh some the you know the governor or the 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 state legislature can appoint a uh, a temporary one until they can have the you know the next regular election cycle um so so this this is uh it, it, it i i just interesting that this codifies that uh at the federal level because these are federal uh you know positions rather than than right. representing at the now state I, or local level. you still level. have
0: to have your day job if you're an elector because you you pass on your list once, and there's nothing to do, and you're not getting paid for it. So, <laughs> you know, I'm kind of worried. What happens if there's a vacancy? Are these people going to be like around? <laughs> you know, how do you track them all down? I, I, I haven't filled in the, uh, the the gaps on that yet, but uh, hopefully, you'll, you, they would choose someone who they think is going to be around, uh, available, um, and 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 can choose the next person because then their their next choice is uh, kind of more. They're they're, they're reappointment is way more uh, free and consequential than their first appointment. Um, So, okay, so there's that and then this council, so it's based off of the New Hampshire Executive Council, which my time in New Hampshire, I learned, you know, works exceptionally well to keep the state, you know, uh, from spending too much from making big problems, so I thought maybe uh, so. Give them some personnel stuff that the that the Senate has. Give them perhaps the line item VITA, or you know, to uh, the ability to reduce appropriations after those appropriations have been passed. Well, so, so um, before we move move so, on from
1: that, or yeah. or as a note to be, to be revisited line item veto, clarify exactly what that is. Cause that's a term I've heard kicked around right. since at least, uh, the, the Clinton administration. Right. But I don't think I understand exactly what the scope of what it really can do is.
0: Right. So the, the idea behind the line item veto is if I'm the president and I get a, a bill and it says we're spending money on this, 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 I could like cross some of it out and then sign the bill that was ruled unconstitutional by the Supreme court. Cause it said, no, uh, the president doesn't get to pick and choose what's in the bill. They could either sign it or they could send it back. That's what it says, and that's what you got to do. So there have been some calls for a um, uh, for a, a constitutional amendment to have a line item veto. Uh, in this case, I'm saying they're not going to have a line item veto, but they can sort of uh, they still have to approve. Uh, they could still block appropriations after the law is passed. Okay, so, uh, I, so I think like it would in have in to be. i the
1: New Executive Council. Can do. It would be, have to be very clear how granular they can get in what they are rejecting yeah. or blocking.
0: Right. Um, I'm still a little bit um, uncertain as to what, what yeah, we can do with that. Because
1: obviously, uh, you know, if, if the, the, the two extremes would be that uh, on the one end, but like, like that Supreme Court ruling, you can either it's, – it's an up or down vote on the bill as a whole – take it or leave it uh the other end would be you can take a red pen and you can mark it up however you want maybe maybe you say you can't add any words but you can cross anything out and you you, you want you can cross and you the can word get not. pretty creative <laughs> with that to, to make it do things. And, yeah. and, and obviously that's not the intent no, no. um it, it would be to, to to take you know kind of uh contiguous chunks things that that that, that would be considered a, a, an item uh right. and and strike those out as a whole uh with that that can be you know separable from from the the bill in its entirety right uh, but but i think you would need some pretty clear legal language on on what that is otherwise people are going to abuse it right and,
0: and some other ideas i had for this group is you know they could repeal old laws so there's some period of time i had four years there i am open to kind of arguments as to how long that should is where uh, that, that that should be uh, but it's like okay at this point like yes the congress voted for it but it's been a while and it's unclear whether they would vote for it again and so maybe you could go back and repeal old laws because congress can't get to it.
1: So so this is like a a, a not not a time delay veto. Uh, well can, can can they overturn yeah. it themselves? No cuz they like they kick get vacuum back to congress. Cleaner, just okay.
0: w- wipe away all the crap that's built up over the years.
1: So so yeah. I did have a question on that in yeah. my notes here. Um, so uh, you you say that that uh, re- recommended they can recommend for repeal legislation that's that's uh, greater than 4 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then the, the follow-up action is that it, it must be confirmed by Congress within 90 days or or the repeal goes through right uh, now that that co- con- confirming by Congress mm-hmm. um is that a straight majority is yeah it 60 is it like how the Senate basically needs 60 votes to get anything through so or the
0: way I have it now is a straight majority but I'm you know I'm open to I, I look maybe maybe we would love to have it a, a higher bar because we hate all the laws that are passed. But I'm trying
1: to <laughs> I, I'm trying I to come up have with something that an like inclination would find. towards that. But yeah. but I I'm I'm not l- yeah l- yeah th- that that may to, be co- uh, the antithesis of the compromise here. Yeah,
0: I'm I'm trying to come up with something that that people would find reasonable. Right. Um, and then the the the, um, the second part is with like a super majority, maybe like two thirds. They could declare a current law. Like unconstitutional. No, that's
1: that's two thirds of the executive council. Yeah,
0: yeah. So they could declare it unconstitutional, and then, then then it gets heard by the Supreme Court. Essentially, if the president or someone wants to bring it to the Supreme Court, or they could just say, "Yeah, all right, I agree with." The president might be one of the ones who voted for that. Right. Uh, but yeah. I keep forgetting because...
1: that that I, I'm thinking of it as a six six member council. It's really seven because the president yeah. has a seat on the council.
0: Yeah. So something something like that. So uh, so they're going to be. Somewhat powerful; they can't stop laws from going through, um, and so uh, so that's nice. So if you so if you are worried about them being like kind of undemocratic and, and too powerful, they there's sort of a limit there as to how powerful they can be. I didn't give them any any check on the president or anything like that um, because, you no, know, ultimately the president is the national election. That's more from the from the people. Um, so let's get back to that. Let's let let let's talk about more about what progressives get unless you have more questions about uh, this so so
1: people. i did have one question okay. going back to uh the senate um yeah. and and so you you mentioned uh a single senator for each state right um with the the ability to appoint an alternate uh for yeah. for well, know, logistical state, reasons yeah, um right. why limit the n- number of senators in the delegation as long as you limit it to one vote per state uh Is there a reason to to have them designate a a single senator and an alternate rather than, you know, if if Massachusetts wants to send six people uh, as part of their senatorial delegation, uh, as long as they still only get the one vote that they have to exercise at the end of the day, does that matter?
0: Well, it has to be clear how to calculate that vote, right? And it also has to be clear who is allowed to, like, speak in the senate and what what mm. the rules are oh so, so so
1: so one thing that we haven't talked about is is that the senate is, is often referred to as as the the deliberative body right. uh, of the legislature, um, right. and that's that you know part of why the filibuster is even a thing there. There are much stricter rules uh, in the House about who can talk when and for how long, uh, mm-hmm. where the Senate is is a place where uh, sweeping speeches are, are, are uh, intended/slash expected to be made. Um, so so that's something that that we haven't really talked about, but but is probably worth taking into consideration. So, right. So I, I think
0: thought. I think it would be more um orderly if there's one i suspect that a lot of people are going to go through this no we're used to having two. keep it as two but there were people at the constitutional convention who were like you know there should only be one vote per state or there were people who were saying i think the reason why they wanted two senators was because they were worried that there'd be too many absences and states not no,
1: Is isn't that how it works if if uh and, and this is weird electoral stuff but what is if, if there's like a, a tie in the electoral college then it gets thrown, it's to, thrown to the to the house, to the house but yeah. but each state gets one vote it's not yes. based on how many representatives they have right
0: but that's like a one-time thing with specific right. rules for that vote
1: but that yeah. that's that's kind of what was kicking in the back of my mind that you could have a delegation with multiple members but they get the one vote exactly. Um, Exactly. So, I, I, no, yeah, I can, I can see a good reason for yeah. why why you would have a single s- senator and an alternate rather than uh, a delegation that can be of, you know, of size to be determined by the state, but they still only get the one vote.
0: Right. Right. OK, so so we've covered that. It's possible that some like sort of certain type of conservative, like a constitutional conservative or like a um, uh, like a Tea Party type is probably going, yeah, I support all this right now. Um, cause, cause there's going to be a lot more fiscal responsibility, but what is, what's the progressive going to get out of this? Right. All right. I'm going to stop it there before I get into my proposals, changes to the house of representatives and the presidential electoral college before we, uh, before we keep going. Uh, and actually, you know, as this thing is still in flux, as a result of my conversation with Aaron, I actually have. Uh, updated the document over the last couple of weeks, and I clarified a few things on the exec- on the executive council. Uh, first of all, uh, I believe the executive council of New Hampshire can't just you know whatever just stop whatever spending uh, is passed by the uh, by the state house. So I think they can just stop kind of this discretionary spending. You know that uh, that just kind of happens. That's not necessarily passed by Congress. So so that's a that's kind of a more moderate position to take. And then if they want to reduce any appropriation by Congress, I think that if if you just allow them to do that by a straight majority, that kind of mucks with the uh, the ability of of. Uh, of, of Congress to do its job, perhaps. So maybe, uh, maybe a more moderate position there would be to require a super majority to reduce congressional appropriations. That's just an interesting idea. Um, and then, uh, you know, after talking to Aaron, you know, why can't states send however many people they want to the Senate. And so I kind of agreed, all right, we'll allow them to have any number of alternatives that they want. But there has to be like a clear line of succession as to like, you know, one person is speaking and voting uh, at a time. And then when they're out, you know, the, the, the next person in the line of succession can go in. Otherwise, uh, otherwise it could you know, there could be craziness. You don't want to hold a vote and then have two people from the same state voting. Uh, that I think that would be crazy. So anyway, if you, I, I, by the way, I passed out uh, a lot of papers uh, related to this at Porkfest. I I printed like 10 pages worth of this stuff. And, uh, and so a lot of people have it. A few people will be commenting on it. I got a lot of, I got some positive feedback. Some people don't care. Some people are, are really fascinated by it. Um, and so uh, if you're fascinated by it, definitely check out the locals, maximum.locals.com, or if you've just been a fan of the podcast, because we're going to get off this uh, subject sometime and go back to math and probability. Uh, but uh, but if you're as interested in this as I am, please check out maximum.locals.com and then check out my proposal for yourself. I'm also trying to figure out, you know, where do I post this? I would it be strange to post it both on the website and then on, you know, GitHub of all places? I know GitHub is usually not where, you know, someone who wants to, you know, publish in a, in a constitutional law journal or political magazine would put something, but but that's not who I am. I'm used to using GitHub. And also, if I put it on GitHub, it'll stay there forever, of unlike... My website, which hopefully will stay for a very, very long time, but you know, GitHub, you know, it's it's not re- reliant on on payments from me or, or me making sure that uh, you know my my credit card is up to date and all that. So, uh, so I think that's probably a good idea. But hopefully, I'm trying to find some place that's a little bit more professional to put this up when it's when all is said and done. All right. So, if you have any ideas on that, let me know. Uh, I look forward to putting out part three next week so that we can. Uh, well, you know, we so that I can finish the proposal. Um, it's really interesting how this proposal brings together a lot of the previous episodes that we've done The Local Maximum, even though, uh, you know, this has been mostly a technology podcast. We've talked about, you know, how the corporate boards worked. We've talked about the mathematics of rank choice voting. We've talked about the Electoral College. We've talked about social choice theory. Um, and we've talked about comparative electoral systems. So I'm glad we kind of been able to bring it all together and uh, and, and put this stake in the ground. And so I think that, uh, I, I think maybe I'll, I'll give my thoughts next time as to, you know, what use of this, you know, even if there's a very small chance this thing passes, what, what can we do with all of this work and this information? Because I feel like it, it, it is helpful for a lot of it to to think about a, a lot of different situations uh, in the world. All right. Have a great week.